February 2nd, 2020, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are tied up against the San Francisco 49ers 10 to 10. As the world watches to see this young rising star capture his first Super Bowl title, they also want to see if the 49ers can get their record sixth Super Bowl title. But before that, we are about to witness the most controversial halftime show since the Janet Jackson incident, a show so sexually charged that it had ESPN's Michael Wilbon in awe giving his one-word review, Lordy. This is Halftime. Welcome to Halftime, the podcast that gives you the in-depth analyses of Super Bowl halftime shows that you... Never knew you needed. Today, I am joined by not only my co-host, Sam, Yo. but also our good friend, Harrison. Harrison, how hey, are you hey. doing today, my friend? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. It is uh, I've been awesome watching. to have you here. I have been listening to this podcast for about as long as I can remember. And every morning I wake up, I'm like, just please, like, please ask me to be a part of this because this is something <laughs> so special and so huge. and turning point of the world right now especially in the world we're living in and it is just an honor to be a part of this groundbreaking movement um of your guys podcast i mean i mean we we knew that the world needed it and in its time of need for us to be talking about these halftime shows so i'm glad one person that was listening for such a long time understood what we were trying to do yeah i um and our, our audience that don't know harrison because why would you? Uh, Harrison is one of our friends from college, and I was actually his roommate for a while. So Harry, I was I are also some roommates. His roommate for a while. So you, we have, we have a, a, a lot bit of chemistry of roommate, here. Yeah, a, a roommate lot. battle between you guys. <laughs> no, Let's he see. can have you. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, also, Harrison you. Colbert, obviously, famously host of the Foodie Boys. That is also facts. That's that's what that is what I was remembered for. Absolutely, of course, our listeners know. Yeah, for sure. Well, this was a pleasure to watch, Sam, and I don't even mean that in a overtly sexual way. This was a very enjoyable halftime show for me to view, both auditorily as well as visually. Yeah, this was definitely a halftime show that. As I was watching it, I kind of realized this is way different from any other halftime show that it had. For sure. It's celebrating a Hispanic culture. It's really trying to push the boundaries. They're doing a really good job evening out the back and forth. Well, I guess it wasn't a back and forth. It was more Shakira than J-Lo. Like, they did a really good job evening that out, making it feel like two concerts put into one. They did fantastic with that, and I think they just killed it on every single level. For sure. But uh, something that I do want to say is that I unfortunately was not able to watch most of the first half of this Super Bowl this past year. I was driving home, uh, actually. I was on my way back to High Point, and so I missed some of it, but... I got to make it in time for the Super Bowl halftime show, and I was stoked, right? This is in Miami, and it's these two, like, very talented women who um, sing a lot of songs with one of my favorite artists, Pitbull. And so I said, surely Pitbull is going to make an appearance. Surely 
they'll have Mr. 305. Mr. Worldwide. Very true. They're going to have Mr. Worldwide, formerly known as Mr. 305, in the 305 area code. Because you know what? Not only is that his city, but he was there for the block party beforehand. Because I know for a fact it was Gronk's block. Gronk's. I'm sorry. Because I know for a fact that he was at Gronk's block party before the, um, the show. So I know that he was there. I know he was in the area. But a spoiler alert, he wasn't there. And we will get into that because that, that's a crime. Yeah, I, I agree. Out there. I do think the one thing that could have made this better was one Pitbull appearance. I do, that, that did feel a little off to me also because For they, sure, right? It yeah. did make you feel a little icky. It made it agree. Oh, this doesn't feel right. Damn, this feel I 100% right. – I, I sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Dad. I 100% agree. Either you have to have Mr. 305 make an appearance or Vin Diesel. And the fact that you have made an appearance <laughs> in that area code – it was a shame. Oh, my what God. What about Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel dressed up as Pitbull? It better. Even better. Well, <laughs> before oh, we, we go on Oh, Vin Diesel's going to play Pitbull in that biopic now. We know that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just right. released the song. He's got the chops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, before we will get into this later, I'm sure, as well as more antics. But uh, before we really just dive into this thing, Go ahead and check the description of this podcast because you will see a link to this halftime show. Look, I know that we say this every week, but for the love of God, this is a show that you want to watch. This is a show that you want to not only hear, but see with your eyeballs. Trust me, your retinas will thank you. Um, but go ahead and watch that uh, before we get started. That way you kind of have an idea about what we're talking about as well as while you're over there, if you feel like subscribing, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Maybe check out some of our older episodes if you want a little bit more background. But without further ado, let's just hop into this thing. Let's just get into it because I'm, I am excited right now. I'm, very I'm stoked. Excited. I'm stoked. Let's go. Before we get into the first song, She-Wolf, right? (laughs) Let's talk about this intro, right? Right, right. Because, first of all, the fireworks in the beginning and the music were really cool. And I feel like that's a very subtle detail, but I feel like it's something that we haven't really seen as much of. Yeah, right. It's a lot of like people running on, but I appreciate the fireworks and the pyrotechnics every single year. But I don't know what it was this year. It was like you could notice that they were like even more on point and like they were more spectacular. I don't know what it was. I agree. I think the fireworks really uh, brought the flair that I mean they really did bring this year. And I um, so yeah, so they had the fireworks, and I thought that that was really cool in the music. And then you pan down. Right, you switch the shot to, to Shakira standing on this platform, right, up high. And as she's coming down, 
She does the Ola Miami. Now, Sam and I, for the last couple of weeks, have just been ripping on like people's shout outs to the city, right? Maroon we 5. We had the terrible, terrible last week. Maroon 5, yeah. Adam Levine saying. And Justin Timberlake his, oh. also saying, Super Bowl selfie. Like that one was bad. <laughs> and then uh, we did praise, I will say that we did praise Justin Timberlake for his yeah. shout out to Minneapolis, but. Yeah. I will but say. He, but he killed but it. But that's original. That's original. Super Bowl South Bay. That's original. <laughs> yeah, but it was terrible. It was pretty cringe. But it, it got to the point. Uh, it doesn't matter. The listeners know at this point. <laughs> yeah. Go if ahead you and know, listen you know. to that rant. If you know, you know. Go ahead and listen to that rant. Um, but I thought that this was, honestly, this is one of the best shout outs that we've heard in a while because it was very different and it was cool, calm, classy, and collected. And oh, I, I really liked it. Absolutely. Definitely one of the one of the better shout outs that we've seen, especially compared to recently. I think uh, this is definitely up there with uh, this is this is up there. And one of my favorites with like Bruce Springsteen, even like yeah. in his shout outs. He did a great job, too. So now- I also like the dancing and the movement that we get before the first song even hits. Right. We hear a little bit of of a different song. So they, they kind of tease a little bit, but then ultimately go into She Wolf. Yes. And uh, here's the thing. I will say this also. I know I sort of said it would have been better if uh, Pitbull was there. I mean, I like their circle stage that they have, and I understand what it was and, like, how it all played a factor into the whole show. But in terms of staging and how the design was, not one of my favorites. It was kind of just a circle with its little side stuff going on. Uh, It's a very, very, very minor thing, but I did want to point that out just because – I felt like, you know, I just noticed that immediately. And I'm like, eh, Circle State. I was like, that's weird. That's strange for a show that I really, really like. I somehow didn't even realize that the stage itself is kind of bland. So I just wanted to point that out. But yeah. That's the thing is I know that you you praise the pyrotechnics and, and everything. And I do not disagree with you on any of the points you're making. But the fact that this show was as good as it was and they used such little like special effects and gimmicks... I think that that just elevates the show and really shows that it can just stand on its own two feet. Yeah. Uh, Maroon 5 last year, they said they want to focus on the music, but clearly this was more focused <laughs> on the music as we saw how everything Facts. went down last time. I also really oh. enjoyed during She-Wolf the close-up camera work, how the person <laughs> that was in control of the camera was definitely like there on stage with them moving along back and forth. And I thought that that was a really neat thing because, I mean – it felt like we were right there on stage and they probably have done it in years past, but again, I don't know what it was. They, they just made it better somehow this year and more noticeable. And I think they did a really good job of that. Yeah. I didn't know this song. Uh, I'm a little, I'm not as much of a Shakira head or a JLo head as one might think uh, based off of how I'm going to be talking about the two of them. But I did not know this song in the slightest. Uh, I did like the movement and the dancing in it because it kept my attention, which was really cool. And I know that that's a lot of, uh, that's often a critique that I have for these shows is that if I don't know the song, then it's super boring. Like looking back, I knew most of Maroon 5 songs, so that's not an issue. But going back even a little bit further, there were just songs that like in Lady Gaga, or that's not a good example, but in other <laughs> yeah, you shows. Said you're a Gaga head. I, I am a little bit of a Gaga head, but. Um, who is it, it, it kept it interesting 
yeah. kept it interesting. And I felt that although this wasn't one of her most popular songs, it still worked pretty good as her first song, just because of the ability that she had to dance and command the attention of everyone. Yeah, I agree. I also don't know a lot of her songs other than Hips Don't Lie and Waka Waka, so I wasn't sure how this one went. But overall, it was a very good performance, a very nice opening that she had. Uh, Harrison, but now, but now, you got Sam, anything? But I do, but was it actually the opening that we as the audience wanted? Was it a song that was popular enough to draw us in for the rest of the performance? Well, as we know, um, I always say you want to start out with the second most popular song and you want to finish with the most popular song. You always want to do something along those lines. Um, But now, was it? Well, maybe perhaps in Shakira's catalog, She-Wolf might be like top five worthy. So if you are somebody that- I don't even know if it is though. Is it? I don't know. I don't think so. The thing is- I will look up on Spotify right now. The thing with Shakira is like, and I get it because I like how they put her and J-Lo as a tag team. And it wasn't necessarily that J-Lo was the uh, headliner and Shakira was like the backup. It was more like they kind of advertised it that they were both going to double feature it the whole time. But the thing that I, that bugged me was that I, I had, okay, I don't know. All I'm saying is I had wished that they would have come out with a bigger bang, um, that maybe J-Lo had opened the, the show. That's just my two cents. That's fair. I, I, I can see where you're coming from, but I'm going to disagree with you because here, here's the thing about Shakira. So something that I'll talk about a little bit later is, is the contrast that we see between these two artists. But with Shakira, she's not as popular in the United States of America. In other countries, she is like their national star, I'm pretty sure. People love That's her. That's facts. So... She has um, uh, a lot of her songs are in Spanish, and so where what's popular in America is different than maybe what's popular worldwide, and so maybe that's part of the reason why she sang this song, because I'm pretty sure most of it was in Spanish, if not all of it. I will also not mistaken. I will also say I would take this opening compared to the Maroon Five and Justin Timberlake openings that were both to me very weak. Uh, This this is not. Better than the that. best opening that we've seen by any means. Yes. But it was definitely not the worst. It did have an exciting fireworks segment right at the beginning. But as we got to everything with the dancers and comparing it to what we've also seen in the past, I feel like it would be still definitely top 10 area, but it wouldn't be highly like on the list. Yeah. And I think Harrison has a point when he says that it should have been one of her more popular songs. But I feel like it was pretty on brand because when I saw Shakira, I knew that I was not going to understand half the song she sang. That's just a fact. But the music and the movement is what really brought it for me, right? So yeah. I liked the movement. I liked the dancing that she was doing. It kept me interested. And I'll the say music it was, itself was good. It was definitely entertaining. Uh, and that's something they were really good at is both of them, both Shakira, both JLo, they are entertainers. And that's one of their strengths. So yeah, no. Where the song might have been lacking, um, the the performance was prospering. Yeah. Well, that transitions us into the next song, Empire, right? Yes. Look, the empires of the world unite. We are. 
And the stars make love to the universe And you touch me And I'm like, and I'm like And, and Jim, this song, I, I, I'm sorry, I just want to take it. I loved this section. I love this song so much. Every, almost everything is exactly what I, what I wanted to see. We start out with an orchestra. We're so used to seeing the marching band start out, but we start out with an orchestra this time. And then we get a nice close-up on Shakira's face. And right as she's about to, like, burst out her note, we zoom out and we see she's got a guitar and is rocking it. And I'm just like, yo, that is what i want to see right there the first time i saw it i was so shocked i was like oh my goodness they they got that guitar and then this time seeing it again i was just like oh man i can't wait they're gonna pull back they're gonna do the pullback and then whatever and it was just like oh it's exactly what i want to see love yeah this section i 100 percent agree you touched on every single one of the points that i had in there i just love that shot again i'm just going to reiterate your point i love that shot because when you're in, you're like, hey, you know what? This is the closest and intimate shot. Something that we've seen done with people like Lady Gaga and I believe Justin Timberlake, if I'm not mistaken, where they have this close shot and you, you feel this personal connection to them. But this shot not only served to do that, but then it pulls out and you surprise the audience because you're like, oh my gosh, she has a guitar. And I felt like it really showed her ability to sing as well as her ability to play instruments because – I don't know. Personally, I just felt like uh, Shakira is more known for her dancing above anything else. And so to, to really reinforce that she's an excellent performer and entertainer, as Harrison said, it's just I felt like this was a really great song that really accomplished that. Uh, I wrote down during this song, it, this is already better than last year's performance, just based on that zoom out. I knew, like, you know right there, this is going to be way better than Maroon 5. But, dude, that's also kudos to the director and the camera operators as well. Like, the fact is that those cameramen and directors, they knew how to uh, draw in the audience and give you that wow factor that Sam said was like, oh, my God, like, what? She's playing guitar? Like... The thing is, without that director and cameraman, like, like, it's just crazy because this is a full-level production, and the artist can succeed really well because of a director, and the director also can piggyback off of the artist's talents as well. Without a doubt. All the props to them. Uh, I also then liked, once she was done with her section, the transition song we got was Led Zeppelin, uh, one of their songs. I can't remember what it's called, but we got the do 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 from the orchestra, and I was just like, oh, yeah. that right there. That's that's the money shot right there that I like to see. That brings us to the next song, which I'm not even going to pretend like I know how to uh, pronounce, but it's, let's just call it the rope song. I mean, we know what the that rope song. Is. I believe we it's know. Old Jess Aussie. Yeah. I could be very wrong there. I believe it's something about your eyes. I don't know, but they, and this one is kind of, I'm, I'm putting them together with whenever or whenever, wherever, because yeah. they kind of go hand in hand. So yeah. you have this, the rope was weird. I'm just going to call it what it is. The rope was weird, but I liked it. Like, I, like, if anybody else had tried to do that, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I would have been on board with it. But 
it worked. And it's one of those things that it doesn't make sense, but it worked. The thing is, this is pretty much exactly what Shakira does at all of her concerts. So it's very on brand for her. It's like if you were a Shakira head, you knew like, oh, the rope is going to come out eventually. But if you're not someone like how you were surprised, I was surprised. Or for example, if you're, you know, a middle-aged house couple, you're going to be very surprised and not be liking (laughs) what you see. My parents, for example, thought that she was uh, trying to have sex with the rope. I was just like, you guys are looking too much into this at that point so i mean it definitely this was one of the things that people say made it so controversial was because it was like too much like sexuality but if you really look at it this is very on brand and it's exactly what you're expecting coming out of these artists and to me i mean like i thought it was perfectly fine i really enjoyed it a lot i thought it was i thought it was pretty cool but now you need to you need to imagine the 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 audience members as well this isn't just adults like you have children out there watching so uh, as a parent which i'm not but how would you feel if your 10 year old is seeing that rope scene you know it's just something i'm taking into account here's my thing the rope scene is by far not the most sexually charged okay. thing in the entire I, w- I will agree so with this that. is not what we should be having this conversation about i will agree we can save this but yeah i can agree i think 100 i think this is just kind of like almost the first strike i would say against it oh 100 if this is where it ended <laughs> if this is where it ended i would say that people are 100 overreacting yeah but it doesn't end here yeah, no. I, I will say there might be a moment where I'm like, you know what? I can see how that goes a little too far. But this part for me, I'm just like, this is fine. This is exactly what you would expect to see. So overall, good job with the rope. dance yeah and so kind of going on to the other half of this song right uh whenever wherever this is in my top three shakira songs i love this song personally and so i i liked what they did with it the fireworks were cool but the thing that was the coolest about it to me was that shakira brought so much energy right she just brought the energy she brought the moves right song was upbeat it was fun i'd say for most people at least the chorus is recognizable. Like you, you're like, hey, you know what? I've heard that. I might not know all the words, but I've heard this song before. And I like that. And the, the thing is, kind of piggybacking off the idea of her energy, she just looks so natural up on the stage. And it was something that we don't often see a lot of these artists go up there and just be natural, right? I mean, I can't think of the last person who went up there and was just like, you know what? I own this stage. If they, it, honestly, if I'm going to say it's anybody, I think it's Beyonce. Is the I, last person that I've seen go up there and have this much swagger and comfort up on the stage. Dan, I agree with everything that you're saying to the point that my only note for this song was, wow, she is bringing the energy. And that's all I felt like I could write down. There wasn't too much more that I could really say. She did everything right. There was nothing wrong. I really liked the direction that we were going in. 
and she then has a pretty good transition into the next song. Unless, of course, you know, you guys have anything else to say about this, then uh, I'm just going to go to the next song. I like it. is a cover uh for those of you that don't know this is not a shakira song uh, so this was uh her song it was a cover that people could recognize and i liked the spin that they did put on it uh i felt like this one was very provocative and suggestive i felt like this was on par if not maybe a little worse than the rope scene but i, I don't know maybe I Maybe I'm wrong there. I don't know. I think I, part of it was because there was a man on the stage then that might have changed the, when she goes down and she's like laying on the ground. To me, that's why I saw it as worse or more suggestive. I actually didn't think it was as bad as the rope. I don't know. Maybe that's saying something about me, but <laughs> I thought that it was, I thought that this was also really fine. I'm not a huge Bad Bunny fan, so... I was kind of just like, well, whatever, he's here. Um, again, I'm going to disagree with you. I, I didn't mind him. Yeah, no, I don't mind that he was there, but I'm just saying in general, I'm not a big fan of him. Um, That's fair. I thought the camera work was very good, and I like how it kind of went right through all of the dancers. I thought that was a really cool uh, little thing that they did there with the camera. Um, I do wish it would have been Pitbull here. This this is the first Honestly, time. I disagree with you. I'm, I'm happy that this wasn't Pitbull. I really liked, I, actually, I should say I didn't mind Bad Bunny. So part of the reason why they chose him is because he's featured in the song with Cardi B, I Like It, which samples this oh. song. And he says his verse from it. So Yeah, I'm you're sure right. I'm, I'm an idiot. That's on me. Yeah. yeah so I, I liked him here. I thought that I didn't mind him, I should say. Could there have been a better person that they put in there yeah 100 percent, and i'll agree with you on that if you want to say do something different and have pitbull in there but i thought that he did a good job i didn't mind him being in there at that point as well as in the show in general um i like the dancing it, it mixed in and it it helped it uh remain entertaining because again bad bunny isn't exactly bringing the most energy and he's not really bringing dance moves so it was nice that shakira Kind of kept that afloat, yeah. and the jazz dance. I, I really, really liked cool. the um, the camera work, like you were saying. I liked it when it was they were on either side of the camera, yeah. and it was kind of moving in a circle, and it's very. Subtle, it looks like he was Bad Bunny, kind of do like a swipe and push it over to Shakira again, which is I really like that. I thought yeah. that was cool. I, I agree, that was pretty cool. I also and it starts it. spinning Thanks faster too. as the music gets faster. Yeah, so I like that as well. We get the jazz dancers out too. That was uh, that was pretty dope. For me, in that moment, that's when I really would have pulled out all the guns. I would have personally chosen Vin Diesel to come out sing that part of the song. Or um, like Tyrese Gibson. All right, that's all I have to say. So moving on to the next song, which I think it kind of gets lost a little bit, but it's this song, Chen Tahe. Chen Tahe, I think. Yeah. Uh, 
Hi, I don't, uh, I don't, honestly, I don't really know. Again, Bad Bunny Part 2 song. That's all I Yeah, so I, um, I didn't know this song personally, but I liked the music. I liked the, the fake instruments and the dancers, like those jazz dancers, I think like you were talking about. I liked those. Um, and I liked the subtle backup from Bad Bunny in this. I, I, it was very subtle, but I liked it. And he was, honestly, he was pretty talented. And I, I'll give him credit where credit is due. And I also wrote down that Shakira is very attractive. Um, I oh, just absolutely. wanted to put that She's out. So sexy. Do we need that on the record? I thought hey, we can say I, I think we do that. need, like, I, I wouldn't have felt good if I didn't say it at okay. least once during this performance. Um, but I will say, just so that everybody knows personally, I am, I like Latin inspired music. I don't necessarily listen to songs in all Spanish, but that's honestly where I, my, some of my favorite songs are. So take that with a grain of salt. When I say I like these songs, it's because I like that kind of music to begin with. So if, if I could see how somebody probably wouldn't like this song, if they didn't like that kind of like Latin, Latin music. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I thought uh, I thought this was a good job. I'll agree, even though I said I'm not a big Bad Bunny fan. But again, he did a pretty good job. Um, I thought the dancing was just, again, just on point, did fantastic. You know, it, I really, as I was watching this, I also started to realize about every six or seven years, we just get a fantastic halftime show. In yeah. 2007, we got Prince. Then in 2013, I think it was, we got Beyonce. And then now we ended up getting uh, Shakira and J-Lo. And again, we always, we just get the good ones. So now we just got to wait another five or six years. And then, yeah, right. Yeah. So we're going to have to go through a lot of crap before we can get to another glorious one. So, but yeah, this, yeah, this was another really good section. Um, I thought she did a great job. And I will also go on record saying Shakira is very hot, very attractive. Uh, and I also go on the record that she is beautiful. Let's not say sexy. No, let's not say hot. Can we? You were the only her? one that said sexy, by the way. Oh. All we I'm both saying, said hot. Oh. 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 Yeah. I'm just saying, can we respect <laughs> her a little bit and call her a beautiful piece of art? Yeah. She is a she beautiful, is a beautiful piece of art. I will completely agree with you on that. Too. All right. Well. And now we get to my to... favorite Shakira song. Hips don't lie. Hips don't lie. Probably her oh. most, honestly, not probably this her is. most favorite song. Period. Or this favorite is what song, got her period. famous. This yeah. is what put her on the map. Yeah, for sure. At least this, in the um, in in North America. This maybe. is a song. But this was it. This is a song that's even on my uh, hype playlist. Like it gets me going. I really like this song a lot. Even yeah, though, this, <laughs> and we start out with a crowd surf, which first and foremost oh. is just shows you the hype that is behind this song. Yeah. She she really went all in on the crowd surf, was just willing to like push back, and you knew the crowd was just like going at it. And she's just it might like, have been the same people grabbing her toward the end. Like they might have passed her to like already people that were supposed to do it, but I regardless, it looked sick. It looked Either fantastic. Way. It was a great yeah. crowd surf. We don't see a lot of crowd surfs in these halftime shows. 
you we know, saw Travis Scott yeah. last year. Travis That's Scott's right. was pretty cool. So back to back years of crowd surfing. But other than that, I agree with you. Was yeah. that? So I don't know if it's a newer thing. Yes. Was that was that it intentional was or you think? <laughs> yeah. Are we, they trying to make a move? Is there a movement behind it? There might be a crowd surfing movement this well, year. If they have one, I guarantee you they can't do it though. They're not going to yeah. have fans. There's no yeah. way no they're way. having fans on the stadium. No way. Or so. in the field. Um, we also, during this song, got our meme of the year, which yep. famously was, yep, was Shakira doing the... <laughs> many, uh, many people were making references to SpongeBob, how they had the victory screech on the internet. I remember uh-huh. that. Uh, and I wonder of course, if it was an homage because of what happened last year. <laughs> oh, there's definitely homages to past shows in here, and we'll get to that when we get to it. But yeah, this was this could have been an homage trying to be like, this is how you reference SpongeBob, this is how you do it. But apparently, it's like something in her actual culture that's like supposed to be. I don't think it's like a warrior scream. I don't yeah, remember I know what, what you're it saying, is, though. but I know yeah. it's supposed to be something in her actual culture. It's not. <laughs> I do. I do remember. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but people were just like, oh, you shouldn't be laughing at this because this is supposed to be something sacred. And like, I kind of understand that, but you really can't control the internet when something like that comes up and it becomes. And it was so out of the blue is the thing like the yeah. and it looked like her her facial expression was silly. And, and so she was like pushing her head into the camera, into the too, camera. So. Yeah. You're not going to control that. You can't stop people from laughing at that and making it a meme. It's already a thing. It's too late. But ready for this, though? What? This is sad. I was a little underwhelmed by this song. I Look, we've been so good up until now, right? I just feel like, all right, so all these no-name songs that Shakira sings, I, I'm behind these. These sound awesome. Now we're getting to our major song. Well, this is going to be the best. Like, we're going to get hips don't lie, right? We're going to get a little hip action here. This whole time she's been hinting at it. She's been doing some stuff with her hips. This is for sure the song that we're going to get this dancing. And we didn't, which is totally fine. But it was just, I expected her to just like, this was going to be the song where she dances the most and she really shows off her iconic moves more so than any of the other songs. And I felt like we didn't get that, which... It's more of a really nitpicky critique, but I was waiting. So I can kind of see where you're coming from on this because I this is my favorite one of her songs, and I don't think it was her best song during yeah. her session. So I can sort of see where you're coming from this. This would have been the one where before the show, I definitely would have been like, yes, can't wait for hips, don't lie, can't wait for hips, don't lie. But then coming out of all of it, it's kind of like, other than the meme, if that wasn't there, this probably would have been the least memorable part of the her section. I agree. Harrison, got anything? Um, no, not really. I, I agree with you what you guys have to say. So now we're done with Shakira's part. Movie scripts to all the six to Jay know to this and like clips. I stay grounded as the amounts roll and I'm real. I thought I told you I'm really on no Let's so move on. Now we are going to get the entrance of a queen on a throne of a stripper pole. But we're gonna get her come in. 
all I can say is, wow, what an entrance. This was so badass. Now, I think you just answered my question, but who had the better stripper pulls, J-Lo or the Black Eyed Peas? Okay, the Black Eyed Peas were funnier. J-Lo's was cooler, though. Yeah, I think her coolness outweighs the hilarity that uh, they had right there. I'll agree with yeah. that. Yeah. I know Thanks. you guys are geeking over the entrance of J-Lo. I have to be the outlier and say that I was underwhelmed because I thought it should have came sooner. I still, I'm standing on my mark. I'm standing on my mark. I think that J-Lo should have come before Shakira and that it was almost like underwhelming. That's just me. That she was in the middle of it? That is yeah, it a came, hot take. So you're saying, so take. you're not arguing that the actual introduction was bad. You were saying that she should have come earlier. You were disappointed that she didn't show up earlier in the show. That's fair. That's fair. I, I agree with that stance. Almost because Shakira, it wasn't that Shakira went on for too long, but I think that by the time that hips don't lie, you said it yourself, the hips don't lie should have been the biggest part of her performance, of Shakira's performance. And even that wasn't that exciting because it almost went on for too long and J-Lo needed to be there sooner. What's cool, though, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I think what was cool is that with this halftime show, it feels like we're genuinely getting two different halftime shows because we've seen halftime shows that are about, not about that long, but they feel like it's that long in terms of how many songs they sing and the, and the way they, the flow goes. But I thought that Shakira's, it's really cool because you get two different ones, right? You feel like Shakira's is very different in a sense from JLo's, but then at the end they wrap it all together with a nice little bow on top to make it kind of like all work together, which is really cool. But I, I see what you're saying, but I think that this is just a awesome introduction. I just think it's, it's, an awesome entrance. I thought it was cool. I thought it was suave. I thought it was sexy, right? You just One of the things I really liked about this entrance, too, was uh, she had the pink skirt, ripped it right off. Boom. Nice. I don't know if that was supposed it. to happen. I know it? it definitely was, yeah. Because, I mean, she was then in the all-black leather co uh, You're right. costume after that. So she definitely, like, you get that visual flair of just, like, a pink skirt just, like, flying in the wind. And then she just rips it right off. And then, boom, goes right And in. I know that it's not the same. But I was getting major Beyonce vibes because it looked very similar to Beyonce's yeah. um, outfit. So I no. thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I loved the head bob that they do in this first song. So kind of moving on to the first song, Jenny on the block. <laughs> Jenny from the block. She's doing as she's, as she's doing, what did I say? You said Jenny on the you block. Said Jen, you said um, Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that this song was really good. This is one of her most, more recognizable songs. So I think that she followed the common theme of the, maybe your second most popular song, right? Yeah. So I like the head bob. The head bob was honestly one of my favorite dance moves throughout this entire thing. I thought it looked really cool with where the camera was. I thought it looked super clean and sharp and it was cool. Right uh, in the center of the camera, really nice. Um, and then, yeah, we had the bobbing going back and forth. I know this song famously because American Dad named an episode after this song where one of Roger's personas is uh, Jenny from DeBach. 
and uh, it's a great episode. He goes on a date with Snot. I won't get into it. Just yeah. great episode of American Thanks, Dad. Sam. We, we really appreciate that. But, um, you know, that's where I know this song from mainly. But, yeah, this really kept the energy going. Even though Hips Don't Lie might not have made up what it should have been, it ended up keeping the energy level and making it even, like, go higher up with that entrance, with the way she performed, with the way that all of the – dancers were going with the head bobbing and she was able to do everything she possibly could so really just like make the show be fantastic yeah i don't disagree i think that that's very on point i i i agree with what you're saying uh moving on to the next song ain't it funny this one was really short uh and i didn't know this song but I thought it was short and that it had a nifty little dance move where they were all kind of like on the shoulders and they were moving together. That was, that was cool. But I, I felt like this one, it was more of a like, like bridge between the next song than yeah. a song on its own. One of the things that this entire show does really well is I know I normally do criticize them having these really short songs that are like 10 seconds long, but they made it work, as you were saying, like a bridge to get to the next song. And they were able to even pull off one of those things that I criticize all the time. And they just made it work really well on this entire show. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving on to Get It Right. I, I didn't know this song either, but I really enjoyed it. Um, the dance moves were clean. They were cool. I liked the little cane that she had. I thought that the backup dancer did a fantastic job. The energy she brought in this song, and, and it kind of goes on for the rest of it, is like no energy that I've ever seen a performer bring in any of the halftime shows that we have seen. I, I don't know what it was. It was just a combination of being so comfortable on stage just having so much swagger as well as just like, I don't use the word sexy as like a sexual term. I'm, I'm saying it more like it was just very engaging and it really brought the attention. Like it, it's a combination of cool and whatever. Like it's, it's, it was just really clean. And this, cool. this section also had one of my favorite moments when she slides across the stage on her knees. And it was a nice little homage to when Bruce Springsteen slid across the stage right into the camera. And I was like, oh, yeah, there we go. Bruce Springsteen right there. She's definitely given a nice homage to that. So I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, and I agree. I even wrote down again for this. A lot of energy. The crowd's into it. I'm into it. Every single person who's seen this, definitely into this. Because she's a showman or showwoman. But you know what I'm saying. She's she's got that type of on-stage presence, kind of like a Beyonce. It's almost surprising that really we haven't gotten her earlier than where we've gotten her now. For sure. And, and the thing is that's even crazier is that she's 40 years old. Oh, she's old. And Isn't she's it? doing everything. Remember when we had Madonna and she was like barely moving along? She used like yeah. a walker the whole entire time. Well, this time, J-Lo, she was able to move a lot. Shakira was able to move a lot. And they're 40 years old. Yeah, they're in their... I mean, they're the, 
They're the same age as your your mom, Sam. So picture no, your my mom, mom is older. My mom is Just definitely picture, older. <laughs> but picture your mom doing those dance moves. Uh, I won't because that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Thanks for derailing a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> um, what I really liked in this performance was also the crowd interaction because, like I said, with this energy. Like, I, I just can't, I wish I could describe it better, but I can't. It's just nothing I've ever seen. And there's this crowd interaction point where, t- like, it's almost to the beat. She's, like, grabbing and grabbing yeah. and touching people's hands in the, the audience. That was so cool. Uh, it was so cool. Uh, uh, uh. And then on top of it, she sounds absolutely amazing. Yeah. So you have everything. You have the whole package here with this performance. So I loved it. Yeah. And again, I didn't even know this song. So... It yeah. was phenomenal. Now, moving on to the next song, which is Waiting for Tonight. In the sweetest dreams, I have pictured us together. Now to feel your lips on my fingertips, I have to say it's even better than I ever thought it could possibly be. It's perfect, it's passion, it's setting me free. From all of the sadness, the tears that I've cried, First of all, my first note is just wow, period. Yes. And we'll leave it. My part about that is just going to leave it at that. But it was very impressive. But, and this is my second favorite J-Lo song. So I knew this song and I liked this song to begin with. I loved, actually, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I really liked and thought it was very unique how they kind of had that like mountain of people, it felt like. And she was like at the top of this mountain and you don't realize it, but other people are holding each other up to make that effect. Like it's like stacking and you have like the people reaching and, and it's really cool. And I liked how the stage kind of turned into that waterfall. It's something that we kind of saw with Katy Perry and what's, what's funny. And, and, and this kind of shows how much better of a performance this was. No disrespect to Katy Perry, but that was like the focal point of that song. For this, it was just kind of like this thing on the side. It wasn't the main point. It was just something that added to the overall. And I think that that just shows how much better this performance was. So this is also the song where we get J-Lo pole dancing. And I personally was completely fine with it, but I could just <laughs> feel the energy of angry moms out there just being all, oh, 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 just like in an angry way, being like, how can we have this on our television screen? Think of the children and that stuff. And I personally think I might have enjoyed it more knowing that they were just angry moms out there who probably enjoyed the Maroon 5 show and liked seeing uh, Adam Levine's male nipples. So, and now they're clutching to the pearls. Middle-aged heartthrob. Yeah, middle-aged heartthrob, Adam Levine. And yet they're clutching at the pearls of J-Lo pole dancing. So I found that to be pretty fun. I mean, they were very different, but I, know. I, I see the point you're making. But they're, they're okay when it comes to a guy taking off his shirt, but when it comes to a girl just dancing on a pole, like that's too far. So a bit of a double standard, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I, I agree. I mean, my thing is when I saw this on TV, I was like, oh boy, like, this, is, this is something that has never been done before. And whilst I enjoyed it, I could see how people got upset about it. It was definitely a very, like you said earlier, it was pushing the boundaries for sure. But uh, part of it 
I, I can't help but think it's inspired by her movie that she was in that was about um, the strippers and she had learned to do pole dancing and things like that. And so I think that part of it was her wanting to show off those skills. And so. I, I never even considered that, to be honest, until you just yeah. brought that up. I completely forgot. You're right. She did do a movie and it got a lot of buzz. Maybe it was an homage to that. Um, I mean, again, I can see how the middle-aged moms got upset, but at the same time, I really didn't think that this is that big of a deal. I mean, you see in just about every single sitcom from the 2000s, there's always the wife who ends up going to the pole dancing class only to then uh, try to be sexy for her husband and it ends up failing completely. It's a classic sitcom comedy trope. And they always say in those things, you know, it's more for exercise because it is a type of dance and it does get your body working. So, I mean, in a way, is it still like not okay for public pole dancing yet? I don't know. We see it in a bunch of sitcoms like King of Queens and I, maybe an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. I don't remember, but I know I've seen Yeah, what it. a common trope. It is. Name one and a half. <laughs> I mean, I think it is. I've seen it. In a <laughs> no, 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 no. I get what you're saying. So, but, to, but this is probably strike two on what we're seeing in terms of it being too sexual and being yeah, like too I, far from mainstream that. America. And we'll get to it. But strike three, I think, is the one I can kind of understand. Yes. And Sam, we are about to get to the worst part of this entire effing performance. Because now we're going to start out with Booty and Mijente. Now, if you've heard my tone go down and my energy leave my voice, that's because it has. Because I'm about to go freaking bonkers right now. Because I'm this was the worst part of the performance, 100% for me. Right. So we start out and we have this bum Jay Baldwin in. Right. We have him in there. And he looks like an idiot. He looks stupid. He looks like a bum. And he sounds terrible, right? And he's doing this during booty, which, of course, it's not one of the most intelligent songs out there. But uh, and I don't mind this song. But it, it was just like J-Lo didn't even sing it. And this is J-Lo's song. It was just this guy. And... Sam, do you know who's featured on Booty? I do not. I do not. I can't think of who it is. Pitbull. It's Mr. 305. Mr. Worldwide. So not only was this man in the area, not only does he have songs with J-Lo, and I believe Shakira, if I'm not mistaken, he might have a song. If not, I'm sure he could have come up with something. But you're going to disrespect him on his in his city, on his song, J-Lo's out here saying, oh, we're from the Bronx. We're from New York. She's not a Miami goer, right? Neither one of these women are from Miami. Why not get Mr. Miami himself? Pitbull, right? Yeah. But you know what? That's, that song is so short, right? So it, it's whatever. And guess what? He's going to sing Mi Gente, one of the greatest Latin American hits that we've ever heard, Sam. 
So thank goodness we have him here, right? So then we move on to Mijente. And honestly, I will say, it was all right. It was all right. But the remix got a little bit too edm for me toward the end. It, it revved up too fast, and you had that. And I hated that. But keep in mind just what I said, how short that part was. It wouldn't make sense to have Pitbull on just to sing that booty part because it, it wasn't that much. But I know that you have some stuff to say about these songs. Coming yeah. Up, so. Um, so I'm also not a big Jay Belvin fan. Um, I would say I'm more of a fan of Big Bunny because he at least did a good job. Honestly, I, I think the bad bunny, you're right. Big yeah. Bunny. That's Big Bird's uh, best friend. Anyways. <laughs> I think maybe the reason I was so harsh against Bad Bunny might have been because he had just like the silver tape under his one eye. And he that just looked like a fool. It, yeah, I think that might have been why I was so harsh on him. But yeah, Jay Balvin was definitely much worse. And I agree, this is definitely where Pitbull should have come in. And this is also where we get strike three, if I wrote it down in the correct spot. Of, oh, where, it is. This is where we get some... I would call it lightcore grinding. Uh, so they don't actually touch, but no. it's pretty it is, close. It's, it gave me a little bit of flashbacks to way back when it was like the MTV Music Awards and it was like Miley oh, Cyrus yeah. and Robin Thicke. Granted, that was much worse. I much, think much worse. Much worse than this. And it was like reversed. Yeah. It was, it was like an older person getting grinded on by the younger person. This one, it was the older. It was kind of like, didn't Katy Perry, when she was with, uh, what's his name? Yes. Lenny, Lenny Kravitz. It was, um, it was, it was like, pretty close. It was, it was like a little bit more elevated than that because yeah. of just what, she, uh, what J-Lo was wearing and as well as just like how she was dancing with the camera angle and everything. So yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Dan, I mean, we've both been at college parties before. This is not this is like as light core as you could get, but I, to, it still felt a little bit to the point where I wrote down, okay, I can see how this is upsetting people. Like I, I was I, uncomfortable. I, could, I was uncomfortable during this, it. I did not enjoy that. Yeah, this is a moment means. where I was just kind of like, this this could be going a little bit too far, I think. Yeah, I, I'm I, fine with the rope dancing. I'm fine with the pole dancing. This this is where I was like a little like icky at this point. Yeah, gotta uh, draw the line. Um, but so now moving on to the next song, on the floor, right? this song you want to know why i love this song sam why because guess who's also featured in this song uh lonely island who do you think Daft pitbull so again to my point of being able to bridge booty and on the floor with pitbull you have him there for two of his songs that are already back to back pretty much that's ridiculous. That is a spit and a slap in the face. You come to his city and you do these songs that he's in. She just completely skipped over his verse on, on the floor. Like it just, that made my blood boil when I watched it live. And, and 
sure, it's a little bit of an overreaction. But my thing is, I was so excited because I said, you know what? Pitbull's going to come in. Like, this is Pitbull's. If Pitbull doesn't make an appearance, I've been talking for weeks saying, like, oh, we're about to get the Pitbull show. Like, Pitbull's yeah. going to come in. This is going to be so sick. The Pitbull disappointment for you was like the SpongeBob disappointment for fans yes. last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, if that makes any sense to you guys, that it, it made me so angry. And we could have done without that. Like, again, I said that this dude looked like a moron, right? Before, I said he looked like, he looked stupid. And he looked stupid in this song. He was dancing like an idiot. Or in Mijente. I think it was Mijente. But it just, it made me so angry because if you just had some guy come in with his glasses, with his suit, with his red tie tied up, it would have been so cool to have Pitbull. And it, that, is, that is by far the worst part of this show. This show would have been probably my favorite show ever if Pitbull was in it at this point. And so that's just, it's a missed opportunity. And I think he would have been better. I feel like people would have been less offended because I don't think that she would have grinded on Pitbull. And if she had, it would have been different. I feel like, yeah. I don't know. Cause I feel like Pitbull's a little bit more classy than J-Bob. I don't know. Also yeah. back to the point. I want to make this MLB star retired star. Alex Rodriguez, formerly disgraced MLB star, now beloved hero. Alex yeah, Rodriguez. I'm sure he would have like during it. I was like, "Yo, if this is my wife, I'd be passed. I'd be pretty mad. I'd be pretty pissed." But yeah, but that's, that's apparently just, he was pretty cool with it. That's that's a Rod for you. You know, he gets it. I mean, but. you can't do it when your wife is is just like that gorgeous and and kind of a sex icon. Then yeah. I mean, you just gotta roll with it you get it yeah and i mean you know that's that's a rod for you this is why we love him so much now after he was disgraced and (laughs) trudged through the streets uh but now we love him he's a fun guy yeah yeah um i don't have much to say about on the floor i really like i mean it all it is weird because normally i try to think up points that it's like oh maybe i can disagree with dan on this but for the most part i'm very like agreeing with you on a lot of this i mean just think about how much better this would have been with Pitbull. Oh, without just a doubt. These, for these two songs. I mean, to a point where just thinking about it today, I was like, I wonder if Pitbull was supposed to be in this part. How much better like, would I, it have I, been if it was a Pitbull halftime show? Stop it. Stop. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. As much as I love Pitbull, I don't think he could have headlined. I, I don't think he has enough songs that everybody likes. But he would have like brought out a lot of guests without a doubt. Yes, he would have brought out He would have brought out so Kesha, J-Lo, uh, others that I can't think of off the top of my head. He would have brought out a lot. Uh, he probably would have brought out T-Pain. I know he has a song with T-Pain. Yeah. But yeah. regardless, that would have been a very niche song. Like this, is, this was probably the best halftime show for him to ever make an appearance at in the history of everything. Like honestly, genuinely. This was his best opportunity. They didn't give it to him. But yeah. that's enough about that rant. So moving on to moving on to the children's section. If you wanna live your life, live it all the way and don't you waste it. Every feeling, every beat can be so very sweet, you gotta taste it. Let's get it.
Okay. What's so, the song called? I actually. Well, this song is is called. Um, it, it's weird because it it sings "Born in the USA," and when you look at the set list online, it says that, but that's, that's like one part. The song is actually called "Let's Get Loud." But and that's then, also like towards the end. That's why for this whole entire thing, like I know I've said I suck at taking notes. At this point, I was just like, screw it, children's section, rope song. Like I just was because yeah, I could no, no, not. No. Keep so what up happens with here what is. Were. Just to give you an overall, so it starts out. So as soon as that song ends, it, it the little lights come up and you hear her her daughter actually. So believe it or not, this is Shakira's or I'm sorry, J Lo's daughter who's yeah. singing. And so she starts out and they have the choir and they start singing the song "Let's Get Loud," which is my favorite J Lo song. And so as she's singing that, J Lo comes out in the American flag. That's also the Cuban flag. And then her daughter starts to sing Born in the USA. She sings like a line or two of Born in the USA. And then she opens it up and it's Cuba. And then it transitions into Let's Get Loud. Yeah. So we can go back to the beginning part. Yeah, so like because part there's one a lot of, Let's of Get Loud. production stuff that goes on. So we start yeah. out with the children all in cages, all singing the song. Famously, I don't think that that's what they were going for, though. I don't think that they were going for children in cages. I think it was more like a a bubble of light. No, they were they were definitely going for children in cages because uh, it's about like how everything with the immigration laws. Oh, is and it how, really? Yeah, no, this was oh. straight up a shot at like how all of that is, and oh, so this is a how, political statement. Yeah, and how like okay. there's they had they have the pictures of children being in cages. Like this was all on purpose. And then that's even why they have Born in the USA, which famously is a song about how we don't really help out our troops anymore. But this time they're using it for like that you don't help out any of the lower tier like immigrants yeah. or any of that stuff. Wow, I didn't I didn't realize that. I knew that it was her daughter, but I didn't know that it was this. Yeah, no, that's uh that's this whole that's what this whole entire section was supposed to be for. Oh, wow. So we go from super sexually charged stuff to children in cages. So it's a big 180 turn. It is. <laughs> Which is maybe why you didn't think of that. I didn't notice yeah. it the first time, but then I think maybe the day after, like that was some of the stuff in like the news about it. So that's oh, how I knew okay. it. But yeah. Um, so that's probably how it's really trying to make that political stance, which as we've said in the past, there's like three ways to do it. Horribly <laughs> wrong, incredibly subtle, or really right in your face. Uh, and I feel like they kind of went for the good subtlety, especially if you weren't able to pick up on that. Uh, and but, then she has the American flag that turns into the Cuban flag. But so. I also think that you can make an argument that it was horribly wrong because you're having her grind on some guy and then you're going to flip and do You know this. what? It's you, literally Janet You know Jackson. what? You know what, Dan? You're absolutely right. I, it, like, I didn't want to be that guy that. because it's, a, it's an important message, especially down in uh, Florida and Miami specifically because of how many Cuban immigrants they get who flee the country. Yeah. I, I honestly was only focusing on the slow message itself. I wasn't even considering what did we see beforehand yes. and going into this. So, you know, what? Yeah. You, you might be, you might be right on this. Cause I wasn't even thinking of that. Yeah. I was really mainly thinking when it comes to the message, I was mainly thinking of just that isolated part of it, which if you look at it from an isolated standpoint, um, I do think they did a good job Subtle, of subtly sure. doing it. But if you do include everything that we've been seeing before, maybe you can say it's a bit of a foreshadowed disaster. If it wasn't so controversial for how sexually charged it was, maybe then that could have been more of the focus on it, possibly. So yeah. who knows? 
and granted, it is 100% part of J-Lo's personality. When I think of her, she's definitely somebody who is a strong Latino in American culture. And that's, that's part of her identity is, is advocating for Cubans, I'm sure, because she herself is Cuban. And so I get that. And then the other half of her personality is definitely this, this sex icon pop star. So, I mean, also, it makes, it's on brand for her. But again, with the message, it just, uh, I don't know. Also, um, this should go without saying, but just to be absolutely sure, that is not J-Lo and A-Rod's daughter. It is just J-Lo from previous. It's from her previous marriage. Yeah. So just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, because we were talking about formerly disgraced former MLB star. Currently beloved. Currently beloved Alex Rodriguez. Uh, But I thought that, honestly, I thought that this sounds, I thought that this part was actually pretty good. I thought it was awesome. And I loved how they took one of my favorite songs by J-Lo and they kind of had this, this, not a remix to it, but they did it in a different way. And it was like soft and it was cool. And then we jump right into the full song after like a little interview. I loved how it kind of go. And, and not to mention, we have Shakira on the drums, right? We have Shakira just coming out here and you're like, Whoa, like not only Shakira here again, but she's playing the drums. The only other time that we've seen a star come on and play drums, who's the headliner, is Bruno Mars, or at least that's the yes. last time. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, you're right. Gave me a little bit of those kind of vibes, and I was like, nice. I, uh, I really appreciated also the Born in the USA, the fact that they did use it correctly, and they sung it mm-hmm. very well. Also, it was another little nod to Bruce Springsteen, who refuses to play that song live because he hates how people use it incorrectly. But they used it correctly, and they killed it, and I really liked that, too. So, Yeah, and so kind of moving on, I kind of have these songs. The last song is kind of lumped together for me because it's kind of Let's Get Loud and Waka Waka. Let's just call it Waka Waka just for easiness. No, let's call it Let's Get Loud. Let's just call it the last song if we're going for something because – I like Let's Get Loud better than Waka Waka, Sam. I like Waka 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 Waka. I like Let's Get Loud better. But regardless... So when I was watching this, I understood how you felt during the Bruno Mars and Beyonce battle kind of that happened a few, because I wasn't completely on board with that. I was like, oh, it's okay. Because I just didn't really like that one to begin with. But this is, I love this. This was my battle scene. This is one of my favorite scenes that I think I've ever seen where you have, both of these stars who are the headliners going at it, but in a fun way, like it's different from the, it, it in multiple ways, it's very different from the Beyonce and Bruno Mars one, but it kind of is similar in the sense of you have these two stars that are going back to back with their own songs and they're, it's kind of this back and forth. So I like how it included both of them. And I mean, like I said, I love both of these songs, but I like let's get loud better. And I liked how it was just a nice, like I said earlier, just like a little bow on the top of everything. And 
I loved how there was this color change. So while they're singing Waka Waka, it's like you can tell with all the gold and everything that it's Shakira's part and Shakira's dancing. She's the focal point. And then you just immediately change and the lights go kind of purple and it's like white and it's JLo doing like her tango or salsa or whatever. That's very different than what, um, uh, than what Shakira was doing. And I and just thought that it was perfect contrast. This definitely did include one of my favorite moments we've seen. Uh, and it's when they do the double booty shake, immediate look into the oh. camera. That's what I said. Oh. I said that was one of the best moments that end the show, and it was it was so, so cool, so spot on. And I mean, this is still during that train. This isn't even like the last moment. But oh, when they both, about, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, no, this is before that. This is when they do it the first time together, and then they look into the camera. It was just perfect right there. Yeah. I don't know if I can, for that first one, go as far as saying, like, I liked it as much as the Bruno Mars-Beyonce battle. But maybe once we get to the second part, that's where it really went in. And, yeah, we get Shakira in gold. You get the tango stuff. And we do a little bit more right when we get to Waka Waka, which I do think is a really good song. And this is definitely probably Shakira's maybe second most popular song because it came out during the World Cup in 2010. So this Yeah, this is definitely number two for her. Yeah, so this is really well known. And then we get their final booty shake. And it's so powerful, it knocks the background dancers down as they're rising <laughs> up on the stage. You just get the bow, and then they're like, ah, oh, and then bow, and then ah, oh, and then just bow, bow, and then and they, the when camera. they turn around, it's just like you can tell that they are so relieved. Not that they're relieved that it's over, but they were so proud of what they did. And they're looking and directly so cool. into the camera. And not since the Beyonce show of her smiling directly at me have I felt like they've really connected to me as the audience yeah. member being like, oh, I, they're looking right at me. Like I was just <laughs> like so much starstruck just by that. And I loved it so much. And that, yeah. that second, that ending moment, Dan, I'll go out on a limb and I'm being honest when I'm saying out on a limb because I have not thought of it until this moment now, this could be the best ending moment we've had. This is definitely one of the best. That's what I wrote down is that this is one of the best ending moments of all of the shows that we've seen this. Like because it's fresh in my mind, I want to say it's the best, but I can't 100%. That's my only fear. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it was awesome. I thought it was so cool. uh, And it, I don't know. And I remember something that you, you go, go on. You go. No, no, you go, you go, you go. Cause mine's dumber. Well, mine is like an overall point. So you say yours. Oh, okay. And I remember Dan, when this halftime show ended, I texted you immediately and said, boy, I can't wait to talk about this show. Too bad. We have 20 more to go through before this. And yeah. I remember just being like, Oh, this is going to be a good episode right here with that ending, with the way they did it, the way they killed it overall. And I'm just like, I can't wait to just rewatch this again and again and go over it and then eventually just go into detail on it. So, yeah, no, I, I, uh, actually, I definitely like this show now more than I did when it came out because I was very upset that Pitbull wasn't in it. And I still am, but I, I'm able to take that away to an extent and kind of look at the show by itself. And I really liked it. But the thing that I think is so smart 
and beautiful about this show is that you have two artists that are kind of the same to the average American. They're probably going to say, okay, these are both people who have roots in, in Latin music and, and uh, Hispanic culture, right? You have J-Lo and you have Shakira. Now, they're very different in the sense of Shakira is more international. She sings a lot of her songs in Spanish, right? She's not as popular in the United States. And then you have, so you have somebody that is straight out of a Hispanic country, right? And then you have J-Lo, who is the Americanized version, right? She's that American Latino or Latina in her case. Um, and I thought it was really cool how they balanced that. And I feel like it's something that you have to kind of really look into it and do an analysis like we're doing to see that because you have like Jenny or I'm sorry, Jenna, um, JLo comes out and when she sings Jenny from the block, she has that I'm from the Bronx. But then when you have Shakira start out and she's like, hola Miami. Like, I know it's super subtle and, and I may be looking into it a little bit more, but I thought that that was a really good contrast. And then you really, really see it when you see this last song and you see them go at it. You're like, okay, these are two completely different types of people and different types of performers, but they're very similar enough that they could go together. And I thought it was just really cool and really unique. Dan. I was wrong about her age. She's not 40. She's 50. Yeah, I was going to say. And doing I, this. <laughs> I, I knew that there was something wrong with that, but I couldn't place what it was because I was like, 40 is not that old. But she was, at, yeah, I know for a fact that she Shakira was. Shakira's 40, 43. For sure. I think yeah. that's, that could have been yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. The point and is it, still it impressive. That, that debate where people were like, oh, who do you like better, Shakira or J-Lo? And so yeah. that was very interesting. I think... And we'll get into that once we get to our MVP of who kind of won the night, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, but yeah, overall, Dan, this is an S-tier halftime show. Oh, 100%. This is up there with Prince and Beyonce. And next week, we will find out the solid specifics of which one I'm going to put at number one. Right now, I will say this is three of 20 just to be safe, but just know one of those three will be crowned the best by me, at least. Uh, and probably, and I mean, one of them will be crowned by you probably because we've yeah. been pretty accurate with that. But this was perfect-ish, kind of. Other than so, the Jay Belvin stuff, and I think maybe at a pit bull, maybe a little bit more exciting of a stage, which is not even a criticism at all if that's one of the harshest things i'm going at that shouldn't even be taken serious i think other than that it really was just a fantastic show it's again you don't need to be in my opinion somebody whose songs i know a lot of in order to enjoy it case in point i know sure. more maroon five songs than i know jlo and shakira you just need to be really entertaining you gotta bring the energy they did that you gotta, gotta have fun. you gotta have fun they did that you gotta have good vocals they did that and you gotta have the moves and they did that they check marked every single box that i was hoping for um i mean i wouldn't say it not being hilarious is a criticism again because not every show should be hilarious 
Um, they can all be a Black Eyed Peas or Bruce Springsteen, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, overall, this was also, again, as you were saying, a very different halftime show. And they did a great job of making it feel like it was a Shakira show and a J-Lo show just combined into one. You get a lot of Shakira stuff. You get a lot of J-Lo stuff. They, they share the screen time really well. They paced out just... That was really the most surprising thing is that they had really great pacing and it felt like equal time was given to both. Yeah. And they pulled that off so well, especially because they're both well-known music divas. You'd think one is going to try to pull time away from the other, but no, they shared it really well. And I think they, they just pulled it off so perfectly. And I hope to God that we don't get more dad rock because of mom's complaining. Yeah. That's my biggest fear. I really, really, really hope it's not going to come to that. But who knows? Maybe there might not be a halftime show. I hope there is so we can get another episode in. But, you know. Yeah. We'll see how I, it goes. Um, Two thumbs up. 90 degrees. Maybe I'm going to give this the same. Maybe, maybe 85 because of the Jay Belvin thing. But, you know. Two yeah, thumbs up. I'm, I'm pretty on point with you on that. I, if I'm being completely honest here and transparent. If Pitbull was in this, this would have been undisputed number one. But <laughs> because he wasn't, this is a solid number two. So when I say number two, I mean Prince, Prince. and Beyonce are 1A, 1B. Oh. And so this is two. Okay. This is number two. So this is behind Prince and Beyonce. So, Dan, as we always just, know. Oh, wait, hold on. Did we even get to a funniest moment? I don't think no, we did. We, didn't do that. we haven't done that for the last couple of weeks. No, because I mean, usually it's been kind of like a meme or I've been bringing it up in the yeah. middle of the show. But We said uh, the meme of the year. Yeah. Would we say, I mean, I'd probably say it's that. Harrison, I know we haven't really heard too much from you uh, for this back half of the show, um, but what, what were your thoughts overall? Like your last, in, in, what are your last impressions of this and, and lasting impressions? All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll just touch on the last few things because we were just finally getting to my favorite point of the halftime show. Um, but I'll just touch on a few little things. One, my favorite, favorite part, and also my MVP moment of the show was when Shakira was just banging all those drums. Yeah. I switched it up yeah. from what I was telling you guys earlier. But honestly, at the very end, when she carries on the drums, she's just banging the drums. That was great. A, another part that I thoroughly enjoyed was, which Sam ended up telling me, was um, with J-Lo's daughter, or maybe it was Dan, J-Lo's daughter was singing on stage with her. I mean, that was my MVP moment, honestly. But then, like, I saw Shakira banging on those drums, and she was killing it. But overall... It was a great performance. Their finale was incredible. And, um, I mean. What would you give this as a rating in terms of, like, degrees, thumbs up wise? What would you give it? Eh, It was no Justin Timberlake. It was no Bruno Mars. (laughs) And it sure as hell was no Janet Jackson City. But I give it a (laughs) What did you give it? I'm sorry. A six. A six. Okay. Well, we do it like uh, so. We do it in like. Okay. Thumb thank you, Harrison. Six. A six. It. Whatever. We'll take that. I guess. Maybe a seven. Bring it up to a seven, and then you guys can convert it to your scale. We'll convert it. Yeah. Dan, as we do at the end of every single show, we give away a halftime show MVP, and we can only give it to one person. We can't give it to two, 
And this is a double headliner show. So essentially, I'm asking you, Dan, who won the night, J-Lo or Shakira? Okay. So you know how pissed I am at J-Lo for not including Pitbull. That being said, she is an absolute queen. She is she's, she's the whole package when it comes to a performer. And so as much as I enjoyed both of their performances, as much as J-Lo let me down with no Pitbull, I have to give it to J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're giving it to her because we can finally disagree on something. We've been very, oh. very similar throughout this. Look, I'm giving it to Shakira. And it really, it comes down to one simple tiebreaker. Instruments. Shakira Ooh. played guitar. And as we heard earlier from Harrison, she killed it on the drums. That was enough to make him pick her even even though he was going to pick JLo's daughter I have to give it to Shakira on that one tiebreaker because to me they both killed it so much equally I'm trying to just think what is the one thing that makes one of them stand out from one another they both were great dancers they both were great singers they both kept me really entertained but Shakira she played instruments and I have to give it to her because that is the one thing that J-Lo did not do was play instruments. So I'm going to give it to Shakira on that note. I respect that. I respect that. And I can understand that. But honestly, overall, I think we can just say that this was a fantastic halftime show. This was a breath of fresh air after last week's monstrosity. Oh goodness. I was even years. thinking like, I was thinking like, could this have been because last year's was just so terrible that I'm thinking this is super good. And then I went through and watched it and I was like, oh no, because I already forgot everything about Maroon 5. I feel like I at least have memories from Justin Timberlake and I'm coming off of this and I still think it's fantastic. So yeah, no, this was, uh, this yeah, was, a this was amazing. I loved it. Yep. But other than that, I mean, that actually does it for season one technically in terms of everything that we were going to watch next yeah. week we're going to have an episode where we just undisputed best and worst we do like a, a little, a little best, season finale best show best costume best laughable moment worst costume worst show uh worst other thing i don't know we'll think of the categories but the point is you're going to want to know what we think is the overall best and worst from these past 20 halftime shows that we have covered who's the best who's the worst who's going to win who's going to lose you'll find out